0: One night while pregnant with my youngest child, I had a moment of clarity that showed me that I was on a path to be a role model for my daughters that depicted low self-esteem and fear-based living. Since then, I've been on this journey of self-discovery of finding my true self. I found my way through reworking stories and narratives that don't serve me, and now I work with my clients to help them identify, acknowledge, and rewrite past hurts to lead them to a life full of confidence purpose, and positive self-worth. One may ask, how do you rewrite your narratives and find your true self? Well, I'm Meg King, and welcome to The True You, where you can join me down the path of self-discovery and get guidance on how to close the gap to finding your purpose. What is up, everyone? Thank you for joining me today. This episode is going to be more for the parents in the room, especially those who are moms. Um, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about these stressors from a parenting perspective, but at the end of the day, I think it resonates with all humans. So um, yeah, about two weeks ago, my family went on a trip to Colorado Springs to spend the week with my aunt. Um, We had had a run-in with covid some of us decided to fly. Some of us decided to drive, but we had felt that since we had um, experienced it through our house that we felt safe flying. Um, the kids are good at wearing masks, so we didn't think too much of a concern, and plus we all needed a vacation. Being locked up for the last seven, eight months has just been tough, so um, it, was well, it was well due for sure, and what's funny about it is that I always say every time I go on a vacation, I always say, man, I need this vacation, but this one was different. Like this one, I truly needed it. Like I was expecting to go and be able to relax and be able to just breathe without any stressors in my life. And clearly that, that was not the case. Work has been really tough for me lately dealing with a lot of out-of-my-control stressors with COVID and trying to keep our employees healthy, so I just needed a break, and the good thing is that going into it, one thing, I don't know about you guys, but one thing my mom has always told me is that when your kids get tough, for some reason, you forget about it, so she always says that she doesn't know if we were good or bad as kids because she forgot about it. So I always use that as something that always stays in the back of my head because clearly I forgot that we don't travel much because of my youngest. So every time we travel, she's horrible. But every single time, clearly I forget about it because I put myself through it again. So when we went, I was already exhausted going into the trip, but when we got there, after day two, I started to struggle real bad. I started to notice that the words I was using describe myself or how I was feeling were so negative and, and, and add every day on top of it. I full-blown hated myself, you guys, at the end of that trip. Tegan, my youngest, she doesn't travel well. She never has. She is by far our best sleeper of three kids. However, if you take her away from her bed, she turns into that baby from Incredibles where Literally cookies and food is the only thing that calms her down. It's, it's absurd. She would, the whole trip, she would go and be fine if she was around anybody else. However, if I was in the room or near and she knew, like she heard me, she would let all, she would lose it. She would go, I, it would be like, I was her trigger. She would let all of her glory go when I was around when I would leave the room, she would scream for me. When I would hold her, she would scream to put her down. It was exhausting. I think overall, out of the whole seven days we were there, we might have slept for 20 hours. I would I would always, during the week, I would tell myself when I had the energy to, is that I should feel lucky that she wants to be near me all the time. But I think as most moms would agree with me, is that it is exhausting when you're sitting there and your husband or your partner or someone else is sitting right next to you and your kids go right past them and then come to you to ask for everything to the point where even your partner could be at the fridge and your kid walks past them and comes and asks you for milk when their dad or their mom is at the fridge. Like it makes no sense to me. I don't understand. It is stressful. If you can, if you can relate to that, give me a yeah. And the interesting thing too, is that after seven days of this, and this goes on in our house too, like she's team mom right now and I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it is exhausting. But being on vacation, seven days of this, I hated myself. I hated my husband. I hated my child. I just wanted to go home. I was miserable. I felt like a horrible mom that I was so angry with her. And what made it worse is that being a coach and being a therapist that used to work with these type of things with parents and I couldn't do anything, right? It it was that much more detrimental to my mental health because I kept beating myself up saying I sh- I know how to do this. I know how to to parent kids through tantrums, but for some reason I cannot do it with my kids. I would hold her And I would rock. She would scream. I would take her for a walk. She would scream. I would feed her. She would scream. It got to the point where I was so exhausted that all I would do in return is I would cry. I would scream or I literally would shut down and I would just become a zombie. And I know that those three things don't work the best. Of course, is just to walk away and and kind of disengage just so that you can get your yourself back together, but knowing that those aren't the best options to deal with a kid, that's what made it feel made me feel so much worse about being a mom. One thing too I think that's always like interesting to me is that you know, I never dreamed about being a mom. It wasn't that I didn't want kids, but I never dreamt about the day that I would get married and have kids. When I was a kid, I dreamt of traveling, I dreamt of changing the world, I wanted to explore. Marriage and kids were never part of that. So now, as a wife and a mom, I feel like this whole dream is still so new to me. And it really only started 10 years ago when I met Jerome that I even started dreaming about what it would mean to get married, and about two years later was probably the first time I understood what my desire to be a mom was after we had our first miscarriage. So I feel like I'm really still new to this world of dreaming of the perfect marriage and the perfect family because I I, I still wonder, like I still dream with rose-colored glasses on and I still think that everything should be perfect And it's not. And it's not like a dream that I've had all of my life. So I still just feel like I'm in the infancy of it. Also, I was thrown into motherhood before I was even ready. When I met Jerome, I also met his daughter, Jada. So 50% of the time I was in a parental role. And let me preface it. This is really important. I would not change my relationship with Jada for the world. She actually is the one that got me ready to be a mom. And she actually showed me why it was such an amazing role to have. And she gave me that dream of wanting more kids. But it still was ahead of my time. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. But the wild thing is, is that I was a better mom to her than I am to my kids now. And that's what's interesting, too, for me, is to really unpack what that means, is that we had Jada for five years before JD came. And the things that me and her would do, and maybe it's because it's one-on-one, it's a lot easier. It just, it felt easy and it felt happy and I enjoyed it. And then we have, we have JD and it's good for about 12 months. Then he turns into this emotional, energetic, loving kid that you just can't keep up with. And then we lost Therese, and then we had Tegan, who again was our wheezy, calm little Buddha baby until about 18 months, and she entered into the terrible twos, and she's starting to go into the traumatizing threes, and by far is our hardest. So Jada gave me this sense of what parenting, like the dream of what parenting was like, because it was so easy, and then now my two kids are crazy. And I question everything that I've ever wanted. And and I sometimes question if I'm even cut out to even be a mom. So the thing that I think that, and maybe someone can help me understand this is, I can sit and watch my kids melt down over the fact that I handed them their muffins with the wrong hand. And I don't have the patience for that. I'm going to give you the muffins with my right hand, not my left hand. And I don't know how to handle that. And what's really cool is what I'm learning through being like through struggling through some of these things is that I am really good at being with my friend's kids. And I'm really good at being with other people's kids because it's snippets of time. But when it's with your own, it's never ending. So it makes sense why I don't have the patience because it's constantly. So if another baby's crying, I can sit with that baby crying for an hour, but I give that baby back. When my kids are crying for hours upon hours or fighting or screaming because that's their big thing they do is they fight all of the time, all three of them, it is exhausting. And I don't want it to sound like I hate parenting because it's not true. But what I hate is that parents, we are shamed to talk about all of the things that we struggle with. We have to keep our shit together so that people don't pick up the phone and call for us to be chaptered or even call Child Protective Services. I mean, in the summer months, I am so in fear of what my neighbors think of us when our windows are open because my kids fight and they scream. And then there are times that me and Jerome scream. And sometimes it feels like it's a battlefield and I just don't know what my neighbors, like what they think of us. And it shouldn't matter, unfortunately, but it does because we live in this world where we have to impress other parents with our kids. And you guys, even if I tried, I couldn't impress you for the life of me. Plus my kids are so amazing because of their own doing, not because of me or Jerome, Sure, we we may have given them their height and we've made we may have helped them with their looks and the we've given them the ability to be smart, but really it's how they navigate navigate through their own lives, is what's going to make them special. So we're just here to help steer them in a way we think is the right path while not trying to spill our wine in the process. Us just keeping them alive is probably the number one best parenting. Um, attribute that we can do because it's for them to grow and explore this world. I really do truly believe that, but I forget that piece. So I have two best girlfriends. And if you saw our text messages, you would think that we were all one step away from the loony bin. But what is amazing about it is that what you don't see is that every time we're done talking to each other, we probably all take this deep sigh of relief that we were able to vent about how hard momming is so that we can actually be functional with our kids. We all are amazing moms, each in our own way. Some things they do better than me and other things I may have more experience. And that's what's so great about it is that we get to use each other's experience to help us when the other is struggling. So for example, a few weeks ago, I came over to breakfast at Megan's house. I know, really cool to have a twin best friend with the same name. And little JD, he was so happy to see his Mimi. That's what we call her. His Mimi and Masi are the two, um, his two aunts. And he was so happy to see her. And then the minute we pulled up to his house, to her house, he started freaking out because he got scared. And for JD, when he gets scared, that means something hurts on him, like his knee hurts or his finger hurts. He has a lot of anxiety. I'm still trying to understand what it all is, but he started to say that he was scared and that his knee hurt. So he started tantruming in the middle of the street. I calmly try to not make a scene, try to soothe them, try to figure it out and get him to the other side of the road. And after five to 10 minutes, y'all, like I lost my shit and I just left him and I walked away because I didn't know what to do. He gets terrified when I do that, but I don't know what else to do besides screaming and yelling. And I don't want to do that. So I walked away. The minute that I met the st- met Megan at the stairs, she hands me her son, doesn't say anything to me. I get to hold her son while he's smiling. So it kind of calms me down a little bit. And she steps in and she went over and walked over to him calmly, you know, tried to understand what was going on. He calmed down and she was able to get him in the house. The thing that's so amazing about that is that if I never opened up to her about what I struggle with as a mom, she never would know how to help me. She knows as of recently that I've really been struggling with my patient with the kids lately. So she cares so much that she knows when or when not to take the liberty to step in And that's all because we talk about the struggles. We talk about the good too, y'all, but we really talk about the struggles so that we know how to help each other. And this type of mom relationships are necessary, almost life and death, if you want to add some drama to it. As moms, we are told to be strong. Whether you work in an office, or you work from home, or your job is to mom full-time, you are amazing. No matter which one you are, we all have our own struggles, and no one's struggles is worse than the other, and and no one does it better than the other. It all depends on the moment in time, and sadly, at times, we are the first to shame other moms, and I'm so frustrated with it. I do it too, and I do it when I'm struggling as a mom. I notice that when I have a hard time with my kids, I actually then am able to see other moms and be like, well, why would they do that? Luckily, I'm so aware of my own struggles that my feelings or reactions have nothing to do with anyone else but my own insecurity as a mom. And I wish that we all could be open with that. I think, though, not only am I frustrated with shaming other moms, but I'm frustrated as moms that we shame ourselves. And that I think is more detrimental than shaming other moms because if we can't even be in our own court as a mom, I just don't know how we do it then. And I think after our trip from Colorado, like I said, I really believed, truly believed this, that I did not deserve to be my kids' moms. I was horrified by how I managed my stress and the kids' stress. It was embarrassing. I felt broken, and I truly felt like I was a failure. But the minute we got home from Colorado, no joke, y'all, the two littles got in their bed. They said, good night. They gave me a kiss. And it was almost like the past week did not happen. And all was well again, we woke up happy. They all were telling each other, I love you. It was almost like needing to be back into our house to kind of make what was right in the world again. And what I learned from that trip is that I will fail often. I will make mistakes As long as I'm loving my kids and being able to recognize when I'm wrong, I'm teaching them what it means to be vulnerable, humble, and a human. All I want for my kids is that they follow their heart, that they're good people, that they care about others, and they lead people to good and not bad. So I'm going to leave you moms and dads alike, please, please, please let go of the need to be perfect. Our kiddos are resilient. Tomorrow is a new day. Make sure you hug them and you kiss them so they know that you love them, but also give yourself the same love. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean you have been given a free pass from experiencing stress and heartache. That label does not change life. It just adds an additional stressor to your life. You too are human and we all make mistakes. With that, enjoy your day, my true you fam. Goodbye. Goodbye. tuning in to the true you, where we challenge our past stories to set the path for the future of our dreams. Jump over to my website at megkingco.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook for weekly doses of motivation. Remember, your stories don't define you. They're there to show you your way. Stay awesome.